0: We're bringing you all you need to succeed in the real estate business. It's Spilling the LT, brought to you by Lawyer's Title, telling you what it's really like to work in real estate. Welcome back. I'm your host, Tamara Gady, and we're going to have an amazing conversation today about how to be a successful agent on a team. But first, if you like my content, you're really going to love my escrow team, so let's get a conversation going about your title needs. Today, I'm going to welcome Elizabeth Austin. She is the lead agent, top producer on the Good Home team. If you watched my podcast um, a couple of weeks ago, I had the team leader, Nick Good, on, and I thought that it would be a good idea to bring her in because she's had such longevity on the team, has a lot of expertise on how to be successful on a team, and I think that'll help a lot of realtors out there right now. With the change in the market, you may be looking to, to join a team. So let's talk about the infrastructure and how she's been able to make it work for her for so long. Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I know.
0: We got to reconnect like a week ago i haven't seen
1: you in so long at nick's birthday party look at him i know he's all all. over the
0: podcast (laughs) and already and he's not even here
1: i hate that for him or for us actually a dang ego well um you have been in real estate for eight years i'm approaching eight years in like 45 days okay yeah that's what i said have you been on nick's team the whole time we just celebrated
0: seven years October 1st. I thought it was pretty close because mm-hmm. I knew you in my previous career in real estate. So Exactly. I know it's been a, a, a little while since you've been on, and that's why I think you'll be such a good expert for today. So um, you've been invaluable to the success of the Good Home Team. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> and you've had a great role as a team member. You were team leader for a little while, and you've been the lead agent on the team for quite some time. So. Why don't you, why don't we start with, you know, a lot of teams work very differently. So will you talk about the infrastructure just to give the audience an idea of how the good home team works?
1: Do you want how it works today or do you want how it worked, the evolution of our infrastructure?
0: I, I want... That
1: could be a long story.
0: So. Yeah. Let's do the successful good home team infrastructure.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Actually, that's a great way to phrase it. So I'll say that is what we are today then. Yeah. <laughs> Not where we started. Um, Okay, so infrastructure on our team. Of course, we have, let's say, Nick as the ultimate leader. I hate saying (laughs) it like that. Um, But owner, leader, recently in 2022, he brought on, I guess we're going to call her a team leader, which I used to do, but we are doing it differently now. So her name is Sarah Steen. She is so freaking amazing. And a large part of her role is to attract agents into the organization, really get them up and running. So I hate to say, actually, I don't think recruiting is a dirty word at all. Obviously, I this is a business that part we're looking it. to yep. grow. So, um, you know, she does that. And then she ends up being a great person to kind of buffer Nick a little bit. But then being this counterpart with him for leadership decisions, changes within the organization, within the structure, et cetera, et cetera. Now we have a new agent trainer, Ramon, who's with us. And so he's helping new agents that join our organization with their first, I'm not a new agent, so I think it's like three to five transactions. But we've built out over time from when I ran, from what Nick's done over the years, a lot of online training. But people need that personal touch. They need that in-person training because also right now, unfortunately, assuming that someone is going to go and actually truly watch everything that we've already created or watch it more than once whenever they circle back and are like, ooh, I need that kind of training right now, kind of doesn't happen. So having that in-person role there is really crucial to, I think, our new agent success. That's newer to us since December and I'm so excited because I think we've needed it for a while. The other infrastructure with our team is we have our sales agents and then we have our operational team. So our operational team, we've got a listing manager, a licensed transaction coordinator. Yep. Actually, those two, the listing manager and uh, TC are all licensed. And then we've got an in-house photographer and runner. So he helps us uh, with drone signs videos, lock boxes, videos, and signs, yeah. lockboxes, photos. Uh, and honestly, some touch points occasionally to the client as well. Okay. Um, to support the agents, uh, we also have a call center that we have built out. And we had one previously, kind of let it go, started rebuilding this again for the past two years. I couldn't tell you how many callers we have at this point. I want to say it's like 15. Um, and they are all virtual assistants. They okay. When we did this the first time, it was mm. all people in office. Um, And then now these are all virtual assistants. They're doing great. So they're really helping to support our agents by helping us get in touch and keep leads that are coming in warm. So then our agents are getting warmer opportunities and appointments set. And by appointments, I mean, call this person, phone call, not like an in-person style of appointment. Um, And then the agent takes it from there. So then our agents are they're not all in office every day. We have agents in Dallas, Houston, Austin. I think that's it technically for the team right now. Uh, and we cover the entire Metroplex of DFW. Um, and you know, we're still a very prospecting based team while also being a relationship based team. So a big foundation to our agents and our team is that we are making calls every single day, whether that be to our sphere, to our database, or to expireds or cancels. We're really big there, so the agents are doing those efforts, but then they're also being supported by these other callers who are helping add more appointments to, uh, you know, their calendar every single day. I think that's the
0: infrastructure. And I think you said something that you know most agents are going to zero in on. You know, where you provide warm leads, right? Because uh-huh. we're talking, we want to talk about how to create longevity on a team, be successful, and and also show the value. And you say leads, and agents are like, oh, that's it. That's all. I, I need leads, yes. right? But they need so much more than yeah. just the lead. But that's really what they focus on. That's and where you have to start. To- yeah. And so I think one of the struggles that I've seen is – you know, agents are like, well, what's my value? Because the split is more aggressive than just being an an independent agent at a brokerage, right? Mm -hmm. You're paying an additional split to the team to help cover the costs of the team. Right. And so you've obviously seen value in that for a long time. Yeah. And, and you've continued to stay on the good home team. So let's talk about your, you know, longevity on the team. Can you tell us why you've stayed for so long? What was the value to you to stay on the team?
1: Absolutely. And that's been a huge evolution. So When I first started with the team seven years ago, that was, I was looking for people who had success, uh, a proven track record of being successful. Um, I needed an environment that supported the way that I worked. So I do not do well being micromanaged at all. And I had one experience prior where I was that lasted a week. So (laughs) the key point right there is not all teams are created equal. So you have to know yourself and have some self-awareness to best place yourself. So once I found them and I knew that at this point there was a lot less structure, everything like that. But I was like, you have leads. I'm going to be in an environment close proximity to people who have success that I want. I want to make the kind of sales that you make. I want to make the kind of money that you make. Um, so even if you taught me nothing, which they did for a while, teach me absolutely nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> then I was like, you've got the leads. I can get in this system every single day. I will pick up the phone and call. And there was a beauty in not knowing anything beyond that because it helps me keep it simple of here's a database. There are leads in there. Call them, convince them to meet with you. Figure out how to sell them a home and literally take it step by step. I did not overcomplicate anything then. So at first it was, give me those leads, I'll make the calls as I started setting appointments, as I started getting clients. Then the value became, oh my gosh, how do I navigate these transactions and these deals? And how do I manage these clients? And what are all the loopholes here? What's all the strategy behind getting my clients into home? Because this was 2015, 2016. I technically started with them 2015. Um, it was the most aggressive market we saw until, you know, mid 2020, um, is very much a seller's market at that point. People were, homes were going quick. You were having to run fast. So you needed strategies in order to help people win. I didn't even understand the contract, you know? So right, like I right. needed, I needed that help and people that I could lean on and go to and access to them regularly. Because if you are solo, then, the most access you most likely have, if you're not at a company like eXp, where we kind of have that network, yeah, um, is your broker. And your broker is dealing with everyone within the brokerage, so hopefully they're accessible to you. Hopefully, um, you like at our last brokerage, we really wouldn't be able to have a conversation with them unless we caught them in office. Chances of that are slim. Are we in office at the same time? I can't call you. I can't text you. I can't email you. They're out recruiting, right? Exactly. So I actually sat down with Nick like three months in. We were planning my goals. And I had told him at that time, I said, my plan is to leave you in a year, just so you know. And he accepted that and wasn't freaked out and like, just get out of here. Um, Which probably because I didn't have that mindset coming in. I just had a future goal of like, I want a team too. Uh, and he was like, let's show you how you can have a team within a team. And I was just like, mm, mm-hmm. I know you just want yeah. my money. You're saying whatever. <laughs> um, but I continued to see the value. I legit kept, I remember thinking, seven months until that year mark, like, are you ready? Do you have everything that you need? So the value at that point started to change. It was, okay, I'm understanding how to work with buyers. I'm getting strategies. Some of these strategies I am learning from y'all, some of them I'm, figuring out on my own and creating on my own, that relationship started to uh, really flourish between me, Nick, and Austin at the time and started to grow and deepen. Relationships matter. I think that's a big thing from like a leader standpoint and maybe retention. Um, and We'll touch on that a little bit later. But at that point, then it became... How can I do more? And then what's the opportunity to grow here? And when I started, I was just working with buyers. So then it was cool. Now I'm working with buyers and sellers. How can I bring in more money? How can you help make this easier for me to continue to do more deals? Um, And then... From that point, it became Leadership Opportunity, which became more Income Opportunity. It became my name becoming more and more known for helping grow this organization, for running this organization. That got me into rooms that maybe I wouldn't have gotten in on my own or not gotten into as quickly. One thing I think people think being on a team is that I'm going to be handed an appointment that's ready to go, and I'm just going to be able to work with someone who's going to buy or sell. And you still have to do work. You have to pick up the phone call. You have to set the appointment. You have to run the appointment. A lot of places you have to really manage the transaction still. And I think there's some weird misconception out there of like, they should be doing all of this for me. Part of the point of the team is to help save you time and money and shortcut the process, but it doesn't shortcut the hard work that it takes. And you should have that guidance and that leadership in order to help you achieve that a lot quicker. And then one of the reasons I've stayed is, it is that team and that team leader's responsibility to make sure, how can I keep you now? So what do you want? What's big enough for us to go and create together? So today that looks like, how can you make it easier for me to continue to do more business? Can you add leverage into my business? Maybe that's a virtual assistant. Maybe that's a showing agent. Can you help take some of those expenses off my plate? Um, It continues to be the relationship thing of, not only are we close and everything, but it is what relationships do you have that I need to have and vice versa that is going to bring more opportunity into my life, more value into my life. What can we go do outside of real estate together um, that maybe because of your skill set with developments or anything, you're going to able to bring me on and say, Elizabeth, you're going to have an opportunity to invest here, or my top people are going to have an opportunity to invest in this with me. And now we're doing things together to to
0: build wealth. Well, Can't- and I think you're hitting on something that's really interesting because, you know, Nick's team or Nick's business as a whole is very diverse in a lot of different ways, right? Uh-huh. It's not just traditional real estate. Right. So he is a, you know, he's going to love that I'm on side of this. He's a visionary, right? He's he in an entrepreneur, a uh-huh. total entrepreneur at heart, and he's really good at diversification, right? And we talked about that when he was on the podcast. So, but in a traditional team, I don't see a lot of team leaders that have those extra They may have some properties on their own, but they don't have these other side, these other businesses to help, you know, with growth opportunities. So Nick's unusual in that way. Let me ask you a quick question before I ask you another question. Is Nick still in production?
1: Not really. He does a handful of deals a year, friends, family that come. Honestly, I work with most of them uh, because I've built relationships with them over the years, but I feel like
0: five to seven deals a year. Okay. And that's another big thing because most team leaders are still in production.
1: They are, a lot which,
0: of team leaders are trying to find I, at least the clients that we work with they're trying to find their way out of production yeah but they're not there and so I think some of the things that you're talking about that Nick is really good at is helping you with growth opportunities that's key right because for you to continue I think I think a lot of team uh, a, a lot of members on teams are like I got the value I got the training. I got, I built a, a business a, within your business, right? right? My sphere or referrals from the leads or whatever it is. I don't need you anymore because the value has stopped. Yeah. And I think that there's another key thing that you said, but providing. I mean, we saw this a lot in, in 2020 and 2021. You had to wield the contract. It was a strategy. Yes. Every line item in the contract was a strategy Major. to win an offer. And so a lot of realtors were struggling with, my offers aren't getting accepted, uh-huh. right? Because, and, and Nick and the team worked together to identify what was going to set your contracts apart. It sounds like a little thing, but during there's so many markets in a super aggressive seller market, super aggressive buyer market, those are important things that I think a lot of people skip over well, or don't see value in. that
1: market was easy because it was hot and it was moving sure. fast. What you don't realize is a lot of agents were working twice oh, yeah. as hard, double the amount of time making half the money because they couldn't get their clients into homes and sellers didn't see the value in them because they're like my home will actually sell itself right now and let's be real it kind of would simply out of inventory um that they didn't see the value so you getting into a client relationship actually could have been a lot more difficult last year than or to the past two years than perception allowed and also kind of speaking to you know, earlier you touched on splits, right? And a lot of people are like, how, what do I get for this split? One thing I don't think people realize, one way that I used to look at it is if I'm truly going to do this and if I'm running a business, are there a lot of things you can do for free? Yes, yeah, sure. That's only going to go you so far. So, depending on how big you want to go, at some point you have to start paying to play a little right. bit. Right. Yep. For me, the split that I was paying to the team, it's like, cool, I'm allocating all of my expenses at one time rather than me sitting here saying, oh, I'm paying for this CRM. Oh, I'm paying for this marketing. Oh, I'm paying for these leads here, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Okay, so you knew what your expenses were going to be.
1: Well, yeah, no, for sure not. I mean, now I would or could, but like first getting in, no. uh, I did not necessarily know exactly what I would choose to put money on or uh, have my expenses be. But I did realize... I would be paying for these things to help support the kind of business that I have now on my own. And not that the split I'm paying into the team is fully equivalent to that. I'm probably paying the team more like, could I go do this for less on my own from that kind of expense standpoint? Probably yes. Okay. However... I'm willing, like most people, to pay a little extra for convenience. Sure. There's a convenience fee right there. And it all depends on how big you want to grow it. You know, like uh, if I was trying to grow a large team or even a team that heavily supported me, that then really starts to get into salaries as well. And I have to look at You know, the team is providing, you know, a CRM for us. They're providing the leads. They're paying all of the salaries for our operational staff, which fully supports me to have my time back. Right. That's huge. Uh, Then they're paying the salaries of all of the call center people who are calling for us. There's so many other fees in there, marketing fees, et cetera, that I'm not even like touching on because I could give you a list. And so uh, while the cost to figure out depends on the kind of business you're looking to grow, people get really short-sighted. And they get short-sighted because they're also like, when they come onto the team, they get frustrated. Like, I made the calls and I ran the appointment and I did all this work. And I'm like, you did. But what you don't realize is we're allowing you to focus on that because if you were solo, you would have had to have done all of that and all of this up here. And the new agent tends to be the one that's the most disgruntled. The agent who has done some sales, been in the business a little bit and never quite just like took off themselves. They get it and they know what it costs and they know what the team's actually doing and supporting for them. But another thing to your point, Nick had, Nick and Austin had all of these other business, I don't want to say all, handful, whatever, a lot, developments, investment properties. Now they got
0: property management.
1: Property management, so many of these things that allowed them. And that allowed me to position myself with people who had knowledge in areas that I did not have, not just sales. They did have the sales. Nick was the phenomenal salesperson. Austin was absolute shit at that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But he had that development mind, that investment mind. I can't tell you how much partnering with them because of that diversification that you talked about put me light years ahead. Now I've put them ahead too, because I'm also still boots on the ground. So to your point of 2020, 2021, I was the one, I mean, along with other team members, but who's in, you know, on the ground, boots on the ground, out there running these appointments, figuring out these strategies to make it work. I'm bringing it back to Nick. Nick's then talking about on the team meeting uh, and then helping the other agents who aren't sitting here strategizing, figuring out how to win. That's a huge, like a character trait, I guess, or a, superpower of mine is figuring out that strategy to pivot as quickly as we need to pivot. And we just collaborate back and forth and figure out how that helps myself, how it helps Nick, and then how it helps the team grow. Right. right. And that happens with other people on the team and everyone's sure. different
0: strengths. Sure. So um I, you know, I want to go and this is kind of reaching back in the more beginning part of our conversation. When you you said something about being self-aware. Oh yeah. And A lot of people don't have it. How did you <laughs> identify what traits you needed inside of you to be a good team member for the team, right?
1: Oh, that's such a good question because what I'm not sure is like how teachable is self awareness? Agreed. <laughs> because <laughs> but, okay, it is so a character trait of mine.
0: What are, some, what, what are some of the traits well, you know what? that Actually, a team member would have to be a be good team member, be successful on the team?
1: I'll even circle back to the way you asked it at first it's trial and error. So when I, I knew a little bit about myself, right? And how I worked, etc. But all of a sudden I was in this new industry, not knowing a thing. So when I joined that team, I was on for an entire week, very long time.
0: Uh, <laughs> You're gonna have to tell me I, what team that was when we oh, get, get off the air. <laughs> I'm
1: actually great. Fr- I'm like great friend, business friend with this person. It sure. just didn't work in that environment. Um, it was learning what, you know, there's so many different ways that you can be successful. There's so many different styles of team. So it was getting in there, taking a chance, making a choice. And the moment I realized what did not work with that, I made another choice and that was to leave. My choice wasn't to quit. My choice was to pivot and to change uh, and then recognize what about this did not work. This does not mean selling real estate. is not for me. This does not mean that being on a team is not for me. It means being on this. So when I did interview with the team, it was with Austin through Facebook Messenger. Okay. And I was firing back as if I had any sort of grounds because I have no production, but I was like, are you going to expect this out of me? Are you going to be texting me at 5 a.m. being like, are you responding to a lead? Um, Are you going to want to be CC'd on every email? And he was like, hell no. And I was like, okay, yeah, okay, this could work, you know?
0: Well, you were speaking to the fact that you didn't want to be micromanaged. Correct. Yes. That was
1: something that was like super important to me. I think being a good team member, it's got to be a few things, which this may sound like a hypocrite from what I just said. And
0: speak to it as it, as it relates to the culture of the team, because culture of a team is so important, right?
1: Oh my gosh. I think it's so crucial. I feel like we're in the mix of changing our culture a little bit and I'll, I guess, circle back to that. Oh my God. How many times have I said circle back? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just run a note and then meme. I circle back. <laughs> I think of that meme. I like, like circle back, circle circle back in, all the time. in 2023. <laughs> yeah. Um.
1: So I guess it's got to be someone who is willing to come in and put some time in and put, have this great, like have a good work ethic. Because we have a lot of people who talk a big game, who do have a lot of potential and They'll even come in and talk shit. I'm going to outsell you. I'm going to do this. You know what they don't do is they don't show up. They don't come to the office. They don't pick up the phone. They don't make the calls. And if they do, they don't do it consistently. Mm -hmm. So at this point, whenever this happens, we're like, yeah, okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, That's my reaction too. I know.
1: (laughs) I'm like someone who's eager to learn. Like, don't ask me questions that are in something I've already created for you. Meaning if it's in our training drive, if it's in our academy, if it's in the weekly training, like I I need to know that you're resourceful enough first, because I'm not leaving you out here hanging. And some teams are, we've already spent the time creating everything that you need. And we've got the levels of leadership now in place to also support you. Well, and I think that's
0: a key quality because being resourceful and understanding that you you have resources, you don't need Mm -hmm. to just go, you know, because you're a business. Producer too, right? Yeah, and so I think that speaks to motivation yes. and and the drive to be successful is to be self like self motivated and be resourceful. You have
1: to be because even though you're on a team, this is still your business. People know me as Elizabeth Austin with the Good Home Team. This is not just the Good Home Team. Right. I have made that a brand. You are the brand. That's what people are buying into. It is still my business. There are still some of my own monies I invest into my business even outside splits everything like that. So if you are not self-motivated, then this industry is not going to be good for yeah, you at agreed. all because that motivation comes whether you are solo or a team member. Agreed. Yeah. It's huge. So
0: any other qualities that are
1: self-motivated important? for sure? Um gosh, I think like I said that willingness to learn and curiosity, like really coming from curiosity, I think that willingness to do anything we have people that will be brand new that aren't wanting i see this i'm so shocked by the people that don't want to go do open houses and that don't want to go and show a lease client and i'm like why you're in your
0: stripes kids or don't or don't want to <laughs> yeah. go and like
1: when a senior <clears throat> agent's like hey i've got someone who needs to see homes and we're offering money to to have you go show them homes because yeah. we can't be in two places at once who are not wanting to take that opportunity people who aren't showing up to the office it hasn't proven that when you show up to the office, you are, those people tend to have more success than the right. others. But when you have the opportunity to be in proximity to people who have the kind of business income life that you want, why are you not doing it? Yep. Uh, and if you can get some self-awareness, I don't know how to teach you how to get it, but sure, if you can get sure. some.
0: <laughs> but I do like the saying, and I think it applies here, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room, right? I so agree. And I I feel that more that. and more
1: every single year yeah. too. Yeah. And I think- Get over ego, realize where you're starting from. Getting over ego is hard. I had a way bigger ego at 23, 24, 25 than I actually do at 31. And that makes sense to me.
0: I mean, uh-huh. because I think, you know, it's just a part. I mean, I thought I knew everything until I turned 26. And then I was like, I realized I didn't know anything. Oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> I think 28. I was like, what have I been doing? <laughs> but I think you tapped into some really important things. And I think collaborate the willingness to collaborate. Because that helps the whole team grow, right? It really You does. do not have a secret, by the way. I you don't, don't no. have proprietary information that's never been done, never been out there before, and it's taking information or strategies. We all like the word pivot, you know, depending on the market, and implementing them in in whatever market it is to be successful, right? Mm-hmm. I'm getting calls for door knocking campaigns, and I I can't tell you the last time I've. Has been asked for a farming list, Well, right? let me tell you, and we so- had someone
1: want to partner with us. This was probably 2017 or 2018. And they were going to come in and be in more, they had a proven track record in sales. They were going to be pretty good. And it was already predetermined, like, come in, do some business, and we're going to work to get you into this leadership role. Like, we had a path for you. And when this person came in and they were getting into all of our trainings and our systems and stuff, you could so tell he lasted less than a week. And you could tell he thought we had the secret sauce. Mm -hmm. And when we didn't have that quick fix and that secret, it was probably a little bit like, oh, oh my God, this is going to be so much work. Or like y'all don't – or like the the veil was like pulled down like, oh, you – the Magic was gone, he thought something was extra special about us. And what is
0: what are you, are you specifically talking about conversion? Or this was him
1: just getting into even, I guess, seeing all of our training materials, all of our scripts, like because how we guys were selling. You have
0: an amazing behind the curtain reveal, no, right? Well, because we, we of all the do, infrastructure, but I think
1: there he still thought there was going to be some secret to how we sold as much as we did, as if it didn't require. Work and we've put these systems in place, we put these people to support us, and that there was going to be something different than he already didn't know. Because in his head, he was like, Well, since this isn't some big secret, I can go create this on their own. And people underestimate what it takes to go and recreate it on their own. And he ended up leaving after, like I said, a week. And when we were talking about it, I said, That's a shame on him because what he doesn't realize is if you are proud of what's created here the fact that you're not realizing it's the people that are making this is a missed opportunity for you because it is us. Like it is the people and finding those right people and tracking those right people are crucial. Not everyone is the same. Not everyone wants the same business, has the same business, has the same vision. I think that's crucial, but relationships are everything in this business and have truly gotten me Everywhere, and it was this partnership that got me to where I am today, and that's going to continue to get me where I want to go. Correct. I believe. Yeah,
0: I agree with that too. Yeah. And you know, I, I think that you know some of the things that we've talked about today—you know, culture and contribution, both from the, the the leadership side of the team and from the team member. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that, and then also having all of these things in place, yeah, are what what makes you guys so successful, and it also reduces turnover both for does. and, which doesn't benefit the agent or or the team no, right it because it's very expensive it's a lot of time and you know i mean Energy. you just think about the branding that you know they anytime you leave a brokerage or a team member leaves a team that's a do over on all the marketing and all the th- you know so there's a lot of expenses that go into these type of things and so
1: i do think people joining teams need my perception, too, is I only believe in reciprocal relationships. So while I am getting from the team, I have to be giving back. And that could be giving back in the fact that I'm showing up, that I'm actually making these calls, that I'm working these leads. Because when someone else is paying for that and then they're not getting touched and they're just sitting here watching money literally fly out the window, and that's really the smallest example. But that's a bad attitude I see from a lot of people when they first join is just sitting back like, what are you going to do for me? Feeling very entitled. What are right. you going to do for me? <clears throat> um and it has to be reciprocal. I don't want any sort of relationship, business, anything that's not reciprocal
0: for all parties. Do you? Um, let's, let's talk about what a what a great team leader looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, when a team, when someone who's looking to join a team, what what qualities should they be looking for from the person or persons leading the team?
1: Okay, I'm going to start bigger picture first and say, look at the life they're living, the business that they've done or created? And is it something that you actually want? Because if it's not, then maybe that's not the team that you should go join. Meaning if I really want this huge business, this huge life, this huge income, and I'm looking at this person who just started their team, maybe that's not really the most advantageous place to position myself now. So maybe I need to know that. And we've had people you know, come to us and say, I was just so intimidated by you guys, but like you have the business that I want. They went and joined another team who didn't have yet maybe the success that we had and then came back and said, like, I made the wrong choice. And so I think if you can look at that and even if it scares you, it's probably good. uh, Let that be a driving factor because then you can see the power that that team leader actually has and where where they're at, where they've come from, and probably have a decent idea of where they're going. Um, Another great quality for team leader is you have to care about your people. You have to actually care and put them forward first. And that's been an evolution on ours, like Nick will even tell you in the beginning, He didn't care at all. He wanted, he just brought them in. It was like a rotating door Yeah. Um, and they didn't last, but the business was really selfish at that time and everything was built to support him. And for this to actually be a business that grew, that had to change and it has, and it's evolved a ton over the past seven years uh, that I've been a part of it. Um, But caring about your your people and knowing what do they want, what lights them up? Because when they know and feel like you actually care about them and that they're not just another number... It also makes them more enticed to continue to show up and to work hard because I think people really crave community. And I think they really crave that probably after these last two years that we've been in uh, and having that personal touch. And I also think leading by example, but I want to clarify what I mean by that, because if I'm getting in business with someone, I don't need Nick necessarily sitting on the phone every single day calling with us. Like That's nice to do occasionally to show your skills or to teach or something, but- If you're doing that, then this business isn't being pushed forward if you're truly the leader and I'm joining a team. And if this business is not being pushed forward, then that means that my opportunity at some point is capped uh, and not going to go past a certain point. And if I want something more than that, then that means my time here is going to be limited. So I do want someone who has done what I'm doing. So I, like, proven track I like that proven track record. Like I liked that Nick knew sales. I liked that he worked with buyers and sellers. I liked that he worked in short sales. Sure. I liked that you got into investments and that you've built homes from the ground up and that you've done these developments and assisted living. And these are the types of things that now that knowledge, I actually get to have direct insight to, um, And so I think leading by example on that front, because there are some people who are a great producer, they'll start a team, and they'll bring on other people to come and lead and manage, and that person has never sold a home and never done what you're asking these people to do. That doesn't mean you still have to do it, but I kind of need to know that you have been able to do it, because then you're going to be able to understand me, where I'm at, and how to continue to help, too. Correct. Um,
0: Real-world knowledge, you know? Real-world knowledge. Uh, And I know,
1: you know especially as we grow, not everyone can have this constant access to Nick. So that's an important trait in all the leadership that we're bringing on because these levels of leadership also continue to protect him while still supporting everyone that's joining this organization. So they have that warm and fuzzy feeling. And I actually do think that's really important.
0: Okay. Before we wrap up today, and thank you for answering that question, because I think that I hear, I just and I hate to say keep saying this, but I hear so often that well they were taking all my money and it was all about the split and I think part of, what I really wanted to do with this conversation today is help people understand it can't be all about the split right it can't be. there's other things that are so much so in, that are invaluable within these team structures and I think a lot of times we forget exactly all the value that we're getting. So thank you for taking the time to explain a lot of this to us. Before we wrap up today, I have one more question for you. Any additional advice for realtors that might be looking to join a team and 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 it's more geared towards helping them decide which one, which team is the right one for identifying which team is the right one for them. I don't know why I can't get my words out right now, but thank (laughs) you. I know, you know what I'm trying to say. (laughs)
1: Absolutely. The first part is recognizing that not all teams are created equal. So that goes back to knowing yourself, what do you need or want? Or when you're, when you're interviewing these teams, um, Seeing the track record, seeing the success other team members have had, when you're starting to analyze the split, what are you actually getting for that split? And it's
0: okay to ask and be very detailed about and and drill down to what the exact value is, right? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And a lot of people, because they're in sales, oversell themselves. We try to turn people off in our interviews, we want to make it sound like, really hard and <laughs> not sure that it sucks, but we don't want to shy away from any sure. of the things that are going to be that hard work, you know, it's going to be realistic. out? Exactly. Exactly. I'm not here to like oversell anyone when it comes to that. So we are like honest to a fault, but I think recognizing that, recognizing that it's also okay to make a choice. And then if that's not the right fit, or if they're not actually providing what they said, they're going to provide, you make another choice and you sit here and you look at your opportunities. So Um, it goes back to self-awareness is the biggest thing. What do you need? I knew when I was a brand new agent, I, I had just moved back here and I was in another state for 12 years. So I was like, I have no sphere. Everyone started, typically starts working with their family. All of my family had just purchased a home within the past three years. I was like, well, crap. (laughs) Um, so I knew I needed leads. That was important to me. Not all teams are going to provide you leads. That is correct. So if they don't, is that not something you need? And you just need to know how to tap into the database of people you already have and those strategies. And a team like that, depending on what they do, may also not take quite as much of a split from you because maybe they're not paying for as much for you. So knowing where you're at in your business, what you're looking for, I think that is uh, some of the best advice. I actually not to like derail from the podcast. I have a YouTube video up on my YouTube page. That is me and Lindsay Knight talking about who are, we both ran teams. We're both on teams and I'm seven plus years. She's 10 plus years on hers. And it's, our teams are different. So it's both of our perspectives, but it really, really details this in the questions you can ask team leaders, things that you should consider for yourself. And I get really like granular and nitty gritty with it to give specifics on what someone can. What's the name of that podcast? Uh, It's just my YouTube channel. Okay. And there's not a ton of videos up there. So look for the one that says something about teams. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But this actually has one of my most views and comments. And I think that figuring that out is a good resource. Also, as you're figuring it out, talk to the people who are on the team. I think that's really good. It's not so bad for the team leaders to have them do that either, because we had one recently that sat down with Sarah and she was like, okay, I kind of like her, but I felt like she was holding back from me. She was like, so I'm going to have her reach out to you, Elizabeth, and ask these questions. And all of her questions were terrible. It was all like, at how, what point do you think I'll be ready to leave the team? And I was like,
0: you're, you're not, not even I, here. On I, it I yet. know, and I was like, "This
1: is where you also need to <laughs> yeah. kind of recognize where you're at, where yeah. you're starting from, what you have to offer, what you can bring." Like, once again, reciprocal relationships sure. is really huge here. Uh, understanding what you need, and you may not fully know what you need, so that's why going on multiple interviews and seeing is good. But um, there's so many different things that that makeup team, that YouTube video, I think, really actually details it. The most specifically, but not all teams are created equal. Talk to people on the team because they'll give you the real insight to if they promised this, was that actually delivered?
0: Sure, and I think that's a great place to stop. You guys go check out her episode on uh, her podcast episode, and thank you for joining us on another episode. I'm your host Tamara Gady. Again, if you like my content, you're really going to love my escrow team. So let's get a conversation going about your title needs and make it a great day. <laughs>